Welcome back to the joy of aquatics. I am on Great Keppel Island right now. I am about to swim around Great Keppel Island tomorrow morning, so that's a bit fun. But I wanted to take this opportunity to speak with Cassie Evans from Capella. Cassie, what's the name of your business out there that you've got? Streamline Swimming Centre. So it's the Capella Aquatic Centre. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to this to your episode. Very um, exciting. <laughs> so I really wanted to talk to Cassie because now Capella is a tiny little town. How yes. many people? Uh, there's under a thousand people there. Under a thousand yeah. people. Now, do you have the only swim school in Capella? Yes, I do. Okay. How many swim schools are in the surrounding areas? So we have swim schools in Emerald, Clermont, Thierry, Dysart, um, but they all seem to travel with, on roughly 30 minutes to all of those surrounding towns. So they all manage to come out to Capella. Um, we have about two or three people, two or three pages of people on a waiting list to wow. get into our swim school. Okay, that's yep. cool. It's huge. It's it's bigger than I ever imagined. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's really good. Oh, I bet you can hear that bird, can't you? <laughs> it's not crows today, though. Plovers <laughs> instead. Um, so I guess you guys probably want to know what the topic is. I really wanted to talk to Cassie today about how teachers in regional and rural areas can connect and find support because Cass you've been teaching in regional Queensland for a while now yep. um, and of course so have I and we know plenty of teachers in regional Queensland um, but quite often regional teachers don't get to go to conferences we quite often don't get to go and do these things because they're on at the wrong time or the cost of traveling to a conference is really really expensive so I wanted to have a look at what that dynamic is within our industry because and, and I know over the last few weeks we've been talking about if teachers are unhappy with the program that they're teaching with the center that they're teaching and you know how can teachers speak to their managers how can they approach that when when you're in regional or rural and there's not a swim school that's you know within half an hour of you you kind of don't really have much choice so those communication skills are so much more important. So I have a few questions for you, Cass. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right. So um, what are the greatest hurdles that swimming teachers in regional and rural areas have to overcome? Yep. So I find that um, our regional areas are quite small. So I know Rockhampton is quite a bigger town where you're from, but Capella is very small. So I find that um, it's quite intimate. It's it, you know, everybody knows everything. They, they, they know who you are. You go down the street. They want to talk to you about their children swimming or even if you're just out for dinner, they know what you're doing. So I find that, um, you know, you just got to be you at, at work, as a business owner, in the pool as a swimming teacher in public um, is the best way to cope with that. There's nowhere to hide when you're just being yourself. Um, but I do, I do have a few parents that I find quite intimidating and um, I, I find that that's, that's a hard one to overcome in a small town. Yeah. Um, but I think being educated with those parents um, and, and knowing, knowing your stuff. So that when they, they come to you and try to defend their children and, and they um, you know, want more out of their children, you can say to them, well, no, they haven't quite mastered this yet. And they, they just need, if you're in the pool practicing with them, I just want you to correct their, you know, their, their arms or their breathing or their kicking 
and um, and then that way they'll progress a lot faster. So yeah. that they you're putting it back on then those people, those parents then to spend more time in the pool with their children if they want them to improve faster. Yeah, that's a so. really good tip. Mm. And I, I hear what you're saying when, you know, you go out grocery shopping and, you know, you run into people that you know. Yep. I was just telling Jet the other day, actually, um, there was a dad that stopped me in Woolworths. And he's gone, oh, Joy, you look different with your clothes on. <laughs> and I just went, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing. Oh. Um, I was in Emerald shopping one day and someone... I said hello to them and they stopped and they looked at me really funny and, um, and I said, how are you going? And I said, how's your child, you know, their name and everything. And oh, swim gas. Oh, oh, I didn't recognise you out of your togs, you know, in normal civvy clothes with, make with makeup on and not, you know, sunscreen and messy hair. So it was um, quite a surprise to them. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, regional and rural teachers, then we really do have... Um some different hurdles I guess to overcome and I think another one is that we quite often don't get enough hours to yep. be able to make this a full-time job Absolutely. as well and um, some some of the kids need to come you know more than once a week and and yeah. being a small town it's hard to get staff um, as well so you can basically only put them in once a week and yeah and you know sometimes people expect that their children are going to be Olympic swimmers with one lesson a week and no exposure mm. to the water after that. <laughs> and I find that's a really, really big hurdle. You know, like, oh, why isn't my child an Olympic swimmer by the time they're four? Well, you do one lesson a week and, you know, you don't come to the pool outside of that. And I also find that it's hard for these parents to come to the pool as well um, because they're travelling half an hour to come to my pool for lessons. So yeah. it, it's a big ask for them to do that, especially if it's more than one time a week. Yeah, so. yeah. And the half an hour that they're travelling to your pool is easily 50k, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it's usually about kilometers. 56. Yeah, 56 kilometres. Yeah. So. So that's that's mm. a long way. It's not just around the corner, yep. down the road. It's it's a good 56 kilometres oh, from. And especially from where they you live. know like that. So they might go to school, say in Emerald or Clermont. It's half an hour drive to get there. So they they can't be in that lesson straight after school because they've got to travel so you've got to accommodate for that but then these parents go well I've got three children and I'd like them on the same day all one another all um after one another yeah and you're going uh, um okay leave that with me and I'll see what I can do you yeah. know like that's that's the hard part yeah and I think that happens a lot in swim schools but when you add that extra mileage of having to drive so far to yeah. even get to a swim school that that's when it really does become a major issue it's not yeah. like like when we had our swim school there were families from just around the corner yes and they're like no i want all of my kids in at the same time and it's like well i'm sorry you you, you literally can't have that yeah but um you know when they're traveling we had one family travel from two hours away into yeah. our swim school yeah and you know she she was pretty much there all Saturday morning, yeah. spent every Saturday morning with me. So I have a lady on a Thursday that travels from three and a half kilometres away. Uh, sorry, three and a half hours away. Wow. Uh, she's on a property to, heading towards Charters Tower somewhere and she brings her three children into my swim school every Thursday. So it's, you know, it's a seven hour round trip for her to do that. That's um, crazy. And, you know, they get stranded if it rains and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's hard, and, yeah. but it's dedication. Yeah, it You know, is, the things you do to keep your children safe. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's true. That's true. All right, well, what is it that 
regional and remote teachers do to cope? How do we cope with these things? Wine? <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um, I think that um, my biggest way of coping was that I had to relax. I had to relax myself. I had to relax my program. I had to relax everything about my business because I have to be understanding that people do need to travel. So I might have in my mind that I can book these people in here, 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 and then I have them travel from somewhere, you know, and they might be late. There might be roadworks or cattle droving on the road or, or something, and people are always late, you know, and, yeah. and just too relaxed. So I've had to go, okay, I'll start my lesson. It's okay if they come in in five minutes late or 10 minutes late, and it's okay. We can catch up, we can move on, um, but, I find small country towns, they are, everyone's pretty cruisy and yeah. probably a little bit too relaxed, <laughs> but that's okay. So relaxed, but not, not too We just too have to relaxed. go with the flow. Yeah. 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 So your Christmas presents at the end of um, that term, mm -hmm. do all the parents come in with wine for you? I get lots of wine, lots of homemade goodies and chocolates and treats. Um, I have a little boy who is, that I teach uh, on his own who is very, very special to my heart. And he calls me Swim Cass. No one else, yeah. everyone else calls me Miss Cass, which came from the previous owners. That's, that's yeah. how they used to call them. Yeah. Um, but this little boy calls me Swim Cass and he brought me in a key ring oh. made aqua and it's got um, Swim Cass on it. And I literally burst into tears <laughs> when he gave it to me and his mum's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just so happy. <laughs> and it was it was really really special. I get some yeah. very special little gifts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can imagine. But oh. the, it's the parents that bring you wine that get the best spots the next <laughs> term, right? <laughs> I do tell them how much I love them. Wine is everything. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do we network? Because networking is obviously one way that we support each other. Yeah. And I think social media has made that a lot easier since that's come out. Oh, I hear the kookaburras. Oh, listen to yeah. them. I don't know if, them. I don't know if these guys on the on, on the podcast can hear it, but I oh, love kookaburras. Yes, me too. And I, our crow came back out. <laughs> um, but networking, how, how do we do that when we can't get to a conference? And I know, yes, social media has helped, but what is it that you do? Well, even just to, to, um, to ask a few questions about how how my friends cope I like I ring them they're they're Oswim friends they're people that I've met at conferences or seminars or you know like um Laurie Lawrence uh seminars or Lee Nugent or something like that that we've been to and I meet all these amazing people I ring them and say oh my gosh I'm having like everyone here is so relaxed and what am I going to do and they said well and they're, because they're all in small regional towns as well they're like we have the same problem yeah and I'm like Oh, good. It's not just me, you know, because I've been to some swim schools in the cities and and everything seems so structured and and right on time and right on point and and then you know everything is just so relaxed out here. Hello, Mr. Crow. Yeah, I swear. Every time I turn on the microphone, this bloody crow follows me. There was no crows here before. Um, yeah. So you know, it's not just me. My friends, my Oz swim friends that are in small towns as well, they have the, the same problems. So. Um, yeah. it, it's good to know. It's right to the point where, you know, everybody's so relaxed that I, I don't even do lesson plans. Like it's, it's literally off my own back. I get in the pool and we could be Olympic swimmers one week and these kids are doing breaststroke and they're doing a beautiful job. And then the next week we come in and 
we can't even breathe properly or kick properly. And so we have to go back to that. So I find that it's just easier um, to just go with the flow, get in the pool. You know, generally I can tell by the time we've done our warm up in the first five minutes of where we're at. And yeah. then, okay, we can progress off last week or, uh oh, we're, we're back to the start again yeah. and go from there. Yeah, so if there are teachers out there that are desperate to get to a conference and haven't been to one yet, would you say it's worth the effort? Absolutely. I, um, you know, every time I go to a conference or a seminar, I learn something new. Yeah. Or even if it's something that I've been doing all along, you know, by the time you get to the end of a season, you're going, oh my God, I'm just repeating myself and am I doing the right thing like it gets a little bit monotonous because you're doing the same thing all the time and you get to a conference and you know they 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 back back up what you've been doing you go oh I am doing the right thing you know it's really good to hear or okay I've been doing it this way they've explained it a bit differently I'll just tweak it a little bit write some notes and and go home and then put that into play yeah um so, and, and really, I've found that it comes down to relationships as well. The yep. relationships you build from the people that you meet at those conferences. Absolutely. So even if you get to one once every, you know, three or four years, yep. if you keep in contact with the people that you meet, it's definitely worth it. I mean, that's Absolutely. how I met you properly. Yes, yep. Um, you knew my husband before you knew me. Yep. My kids were oh. squad swimmers, so they, they met Val uh, going to carnivals all the time. He was the man in the Hawaiian shirt um, whistling from the side of the pool very loudly. Yeah. So. Oh, I hope you're enjoying these birds. They are now right overhead. <laughs> At least the winds died down. The waves That's aren't true. quite as loud as what they were before. <laughs> I can't believe my luck with birds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cass, we met, um, I think it was at, a, at an aquarobics instructing oh, course, the wasn't it? the course. Yes, it was. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. It feels so, like a lifetime ago. Wow. Well, almost. Well, it could be a lifetime Absolutely. ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic. I've made some amazing friends. Like I've, I've made friends with a lady from Perth, you know, at the, every two years we have the National Oz Swim Conference and... And um, it's just amazing. You know, yeah. we keep in contact all the time and we, we only see each other every two years, but we have the best time while we're there. You know, we yeah. learn by day and dance by night. So <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. Yes. Yes. I have done a lot of dancing at conferences in <laughs> the past. You know, it's all so. work, work, work during the day, but you've got to have fun and let your guard down a little bit at night time. And, and that's yeah. where you social network with these people. You know, it's all good and well to be in conferences and seminars with them during the day. But nighttime, you know, our happy hours or our, you know, uh, our um, award dinners or, or any of that stuff, that's when you get to sit around and actually talk to these people and have a few drinks and relax. And, you know, they're all like-minded and you generally find that you've all got the same issues or, and you're all working to, towards the same goals. Yeah. Um, essentially, you know, we're all there to teach children to swim. So, it, yeah, it's fantastic. I love going to conferences and I try mm. to go. I go, well, I don't try to go. I do go every single year. Yeah, yeah. I've made, I've made the effort to go to as many as possible now for yep. that reason. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so whether you're thinking of going to an AFTA conference or a Swim Australia, oh, sorry, a, a Swim, yes, okay, we'll put them together, AFTA yep. and Swim Australia or an Oz Swim conference or... You know, if you're overseas and you want to go to one of the international conferences, 
Um, I haven't done an international conference yet. Mm. I'm, we should I've do that. That sounds great. But I haven't been, mm. and yeah, I haven't been to. Maybe um, they could hold one yeah. at Hawaii for us. Oh, <laughs> that would that be, be amazing. Nice. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll have to talk to the uh, the the US Swim School Association about that one. We'll have to yeah. get on. Gonna get Next on there. Next time they have a uh, a survey, we'll have to write that on there as a comment. <laughs> we'll just call a few people. Maybe there's someone listening. Maybe. Hint, hint, come on. <laughs> as soon as all of these restrictions have eased, I'm sure we'll be able to get back to it. But, that will um, be great. Yeah, I was sad yeah. we missed um, our conference this year. Like, I get so much out of it. I even take my new teachers um, to them, you know, and, and I did have another new teacher this year that I trained that I was um, wanting to take with me to this year's conference. They just, you know, it doesn't matter whether you've been in the, in the business for 20 years or, or five minutes. Like, you get so much out of it. And you get yeah. to pick and choose which conferences you want to go to and, uh, you know, um, which is more relevant to you. And, and you usually get about three choices per session. And it's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So if, uh, if you're thinking of going to a conference and haven't been yet, please keep your eye out for when our governing bodies release their next round of conferences because um, those will be worth going to. Um, stay in touch with your swim school friends. Make sure you are, um, make sure you're calling them. Check in on them and, and then they can do the same for you. So check in on those people. I know social media has definitely made it a lot easier and we've done some episodes in the past about those. So guys, if you are struggling with any of those um, types of, or really anything that's to do with your work, that's to do with teaching swimming, um, talk to your managers, get out there and talk to each other because communication is so, so important. Absolutely. Well, Cassie, thank you for no coming worries. and speaking thank you. with me. Oh, and we, and we spoke on Great Keppel Island even better. Yes, yes, and everyone has heard the wonderful bird <laughs> The wildlife. You oh. may be able to hear the, the wind whistling through the trees. We were going to take you guys down to the beach so you could hear the waves, but it's a, it's been a bit windy, so so we'll see. Maybe I'll find some wave noises for you and and play that as we oh, as we amazing. go out instead of the usual song. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, please make sure you are looking after yourselves, especially as we are emerging from our COVID cocoon. Um, keep an eye on each other. Um, check in on each other, and uh, yeah, we will see you at a conference. So happy swimming.